I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. This is our 20th episode. No big deal. Well, we've technically mm. recorded <laughs> over 20 with like our mini episodes and everything. Shh. You, that's enough out of you. I got so excited and I was very happy about it. You're just <laughs> squashing my dreams. Settle down. How are um, you? I'm good. I've been trying to crack my back for like the last I, two minutes. I noticed. I know. <laughs> it's not going well. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. A little phlegmy. We were mucusy before, so yeah. is that an improvement? Is it the sugar that I'm eating? Probably. I did sugar up before we started recording. We usually do, although we don't really need it. It's helpful, I think. Yeah, mentally. Yeah, and it's tough for me because I gave up chocolate for a Lent like an idiot. Such an idiot. But <laughs> we have peanut butter fudge in the kitchen right now. We do, and it is goddamn delicious. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, so I think it should be fine. Is that what you're fangirling over? You know... Had I not had, like, a TV show to fangirl over, it definitely was a top contender for what <laughs> I was fangirling over this week. Um, but I am fangirling over, you know, here's what I'm going to say. I think my taste in television is evolving, as in probably really should. I mean, you know, my real loves are, like, still what my real loves are. But I just started watching this show called Peaky Blinders. It's British. It's like six episodes a season. The Brits know what they're doing, right? It's like they give you just a little bit of, of a good thing, and then they take it away for a year, and then you're like, I need more. Yeah. Um, but it's set in the 1900s. Mm, I know. I'm like, 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 I'm already oh. boring you. Yeah. Uh, it's about a gang. Okay. Um, they're called the Peaky Blinders. What are the costumes like? They're great. Also, the music is all like modern music. Okay. So it's like you're watching the show. So like a Tarantino situation. Kind of, yeah. In a way. So you're watching the show in the 1900s, but then it'll be like Johnny Cash, like very emotional. It's like a weird juxtaposition of music, but it's great. And it's like hmm, decently violent, but there's this super badass like aunt character. Her name is Aunt Polly, who I'm obsessed with. Aunt. Aunt they call her aunt. I'm sure so they do. They, yeah. Um, but I really like it. And it's yeah. it's way more violent. It's like super uh, grimy and like dirty. And then I always leave every episode just wondering what everyone smelled like. Because it's like, <laughs> there's like a lot of Disgusting, fire. I'm sure. Yeah, there's like, a, I don't know. You have to watch it. But it's like a really dark, like visually dark show. Um, and everything was just kind of like gross. And like, it was, not, it was 100 years ago. But I you're into it. I'm really into it. I've been watching. This is not what I'm fangirling over. Okay, but I've just been watching Bunheads, which is I'm not <laughs> evolving. I'm watching Bunheads, which is the second. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. It just makes me laugh every time. That's the name of the show because they're ballerinas. They're ballerinas. Yeah. The intro is terrible, but it's the second show from Amy Sherman Palladino. Of Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. Gilmore, and. I hated it. I still don't like it sometimes, but now I'm in. Like, I stayed up till 1130. I downloaded the— just going to say, where are you going to expose your secret? I, all I do is embarrass myself <laughs> during this segment. I downloaded the Freeform app so I could watch it on my phone before I went to bed. It was up late. That's ABC Family, for those of you not in the know. It's or Freeform. Fox Family. Never uh, forget. Oh, yeah. Never forget. Freeform. Terrible name. No. How many now episodes? I have that app on my phone. People can see that if they unlock my phone. How many episodes of Bunheads are there? There are 18, I think. Where are you? 11. Ooh. You're making progress. And then the Gilmore Guys podcast is doing Bunhead Bros. And now I'm going to go to the live show. Who am I? What has <laughs> happened? <laughs> you're going to the live show. Okay, okay, so you're not fangirling over Bunheads. No. What are you fangirling over? I am actually fangirling over 
Beauty and the Beast. So just really quick, Natalie went to go see this movie and texted me and said, that was the most magical thing I have ever seen. I'm definitely going to see it again. Like, I don't. You were mesmerized. I don't remember being excited for this movie like two months ago. Like, I was looking forward to it, but I didn't think I'd love it on such a deep level. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't really care for a movie that's mostly CGI. Uh, agree. Like, give me uh-huh. some real stuff. Yeah, I agree. But this was magical. Disney, you've done it. Masterpiece. But <laughs> kudos. What I really want to get into. The Beast is hot. <laughs> not, what do you mean? Not Dan Stevens as a prince. I'm talking CGI Beast. Like, what's I was, hot about him? Um, He's just like a gentleman. And... <laughs> <laughs> Do they he's do like the dancer scene, though, where he's like eating the food and he's like, rah, 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 yeah, like, but it's not as good as the animated uh, version. Okay. Damn it. Um, his cheeks aren't as puffy, uh-huh. you know? But during the Something There song, the entire song, I'm like, wait, is the beast hot? Like, I think I'm like looking around the theater needing confirmation. Needing validation. Mm-hmm. And finally, my roommate, like 15 minutes later, is like, hey, is the beast hot? I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> And it's a thing. The internet's talking oh, about it. The internet is all a flutter. It's essentially the beast is essentially the daddy tiger from Zootopia that the internet was crazy for. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I watched that on a plane and remember being like, "Oh, this what's the tiger here? on the bench." Like, yeah. oh, well, what's yeah. happening? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, but so then when he becomes regular prince, you're like not into it. No, he's wearing a terrible wig. Oh, uh, with like the ponytail. Yeah, and I watch Legion. Not I'm not into him. Yeah, you. Your main criticism of Legion is Dan Stevens' face in general. Like, you I'm just sorry, can't Dan get Stevens, it. but it's true. Yeah, uh, Legion, great show too. Ari Plaza killing it on Legion. Oh, I will yeah. fangirl over that too. We fangirled over it, but specifically her. her the last specifically. episode, she does this dance routine. Oh yeah, super cool. Very into it. Okay, um, let's get off. Okay. Do you have any more embarrassing things you'd like to share with the with the with the <laughs> Will class? This podcast today? just become me confessing things. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh man, it's just dear diary. <laughs> that <gasps> new podcast idea that was amazing. The Britney Spears song, Dear Diary. Oh, that was the first one she wrote. It's awful. Um, okay, so should we get into it? Yeah, perfect. Uh, all right. So last episode we left off with barely touching on Roseanne. Um, I'm very pumped to get into the '90s. I feel like this is. My strong suit. Um, And moms in the 90s, it was an era of very strong yet very flawed moms with basically a lot of idiot dads. Very true. A lot of idiot dads. Roseanne is a mom and a sitcom I can get behind. Mm -hmm. Like a Midwest working class family. It always felt very real to me. Mm -hmm. My grandma definitely had a weird knitted afghan over the couch, just like the Connors. We did, too. The show gave me very um, Anderson, Indiana vibes. Very specific. Um, Not important unless you know of Anderson, Indiana, one of the trashiest towns in America. Really? Yeah. I was born there. (laughs) So you can, like, throw shade on it? That's why you're not just, like, shitting on Anderson, Indiana? (laughs) Okay, fine. Where do they live? They live in... They live in Illinois, like a suburb of Chicago, but the... Exterior of the house is actually Indiana somewhere. Oh, hmm. tidbit. Good to know. Um, okay, so why do you like Roseanne? I like Roseanne because she like doesn't give a shit. True. I feel like she didn't have time or money to give a shit. Like she had so many more important things to be like stressing about all the time that she was just like, "Here's what it is." Yeah, family. And she was a working mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I always loved her diner uniform oh, when yeah. she worked at the diner. Where did she work when George Clooney was our boss? 
Hmm. Oh, they worked at the factory? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know there was a nude photo of George Clooney, like, on the fridge for a while, and then someone stole it? Really? Because I guess the cast had, like, a drunk, crazy night out, uh-huh. and they convinced George Clooney to take, an, like, a nude photo as Booker. Yeah. So <laughs> someone has it somewhere. Yeah. When will it, when will it be released? That nude photo? You want that nudie of, of like, 1980s, 1990s George Clooney? Um, I always liked about Roseanne was that she was, like, she ran that house. like And the show. And the show. I mean, everything. It was all her. It was all her, which was, like, super cool, super badass. And, you know, she was a little bit overweight. Like, she wasn't the most, like— uh, statuesque, like picturesque person on television. And, you know, you'd had all these moms and for the most part, like are very beautiful, very put together. Like Roseanne was not that. No, the opposite. She was the opposite of that. Like even down to like what she wore, like she was always wearing that that chicken and egg shirt. I, I was really know into that. that was a thing. You yes. told me about that. No, and then remember we found all the pictures. Like everyone wears that shirt. Like Aunt Jackie borrows it. Darlene borrows it. Like that shirt. And I think you can find it on Redbubble or something. Probably. If you want to order it. <laughs> find that find that chicken and egg shirt. Yeah. Um, but so she's super, super like she doesn't take her kids shit. She's super tough. Yet she's a very good mom. Yeah. Um like during the creation of the show, she her goal was to give a voice to the average American working mom and like the sacrifices mothers make. Uh, I think she nailed it on the head. I mean, yeah. that's exactly how that show comes across. And like it's the she's the embodiment of like frustrated yet loving, caring mother that all she wants is like better for her children and she can't really provide it and I think that's kind of this self-fulfilling like frustration all the time um I also really liked her relationship with Dan so Dan you know I think later in the 90s you get like a like a Tim Allen like idiot dad situation Dan is, is definitely not an idiot dad. right he but he's very maybe much a little like, lazy maybe a little lazy he provides for their family but he's involved like he very much you know is kind of co-parenting but he always sort of like defers to her then there are some weird times Things like get weird he cheated on her yeah that's and rough and then they won the lottery but actually he died the whole last season of Roseanne can maybe just get thrown in the garbage a little bit. That finale when she's writing in her journal. Yeah. Like, JK, Dan's dead. Basically, the whole last season is, like, super weird, morbid fan fiction. Yeah. Like, and the Disney World's in the last season, I think. Yeah, after they win the lottery. The, my Always my weird thing about the, when they won the lottery, like, they didn't move. They just, like, made nice their house nicer. I think that's what I would do. Unless really? I lived in a horrible neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> to know. Do we want to get into lottery right now? I don't know. We can talk about that later. The other great, you know, so Roseanne has Dan as a partner, but who's really her true partner on this show? Guys, it's Aunt Jackie. It's Aunt Jackie. I love Aunt Jackie. Me too. And we discovered about each other that we both have an Aunt Jackie. Not like her name isn't Jackie, but my mom's sister. And my mom's sister. We're was basically my second mom. Like, she didn't have any kids. She came, and obviously Jackie later does have a kid and gets mm-hmm. married, whatever. But my aunt never got married, didn't have any other kids. She came to all of my games. Like, she, I mean, even even recently, like, I'll be home and all of my girlfriends will be like, how's Aunt Pauline? Like, she, <laughs> like, very much was, like, a fixture of my family in the same way that Aunt Jackie is in the in the Connor household. I 
love, I just love that family. Even Roseanne's mom. <laughs> Roseanne's mom is a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. And she comes out yeah. at the end. She Because, and you were telling me too, that the reason Roseanne put in so many gay characters into her, into the show is because she has two gay siblings. Right. She has gay siblings and she wanted to make the family seem as real as possible. I mean, and again, this is like. That's very forward. Yeah, because this show starts in 89 and then we spill into into the 90s, like very, very forward. Yeah, Sandra Bernhardt's character, like, I mean. Great character. There were, there was a lot of things. The show Roseanne was very progressive and I think Roseanne, it, un, it seeming, seemed a little unintentional, but it sounds like maybe it was intentional, progressed mothers, even though what she was portraying was kind of like a hot, sloppy mess. Like, that's how a lot of moms in America were like, yes, thank you. Like, I don't wear pearls yeah. and clean the house like June Cleaver. There's actually a really funny scene. I would put it in here, but it's very visual. Uh-huh. So I don't want to ruin it for everyone. But it's on YouTube. Look it up. Go find it. It's towards the early period of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, closing the set for the night. Roseanne walks into the kitchen set. And there's June Cleaver, Norma Arnold, Wheezy Jefferson, the mom from Lassie. And they're basically welcoming her into the neighborhood, like the mom <laughs> the club. The mom club. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we've heard about you. Like, we've heard things. Because <laughs> she's not. No. She doesn't fit that mold. She's not squeaky clean. And she's not even. I mean, Wheezy wasn't necessarily squeaky clean, but like. Roseanne was a mess and <laughs> she was totally proud of it and proud of it and was like this is what I got like I'm getting my family through the day this is all I can give to you right now um another sort of 80s 90s mess of a mom that we should probably mention is Peggy Bundy <laughs> oh she is the worst mother Not I mean great. total babe though such a babe with the big red hair and the tight clothes, a lot of leopard. It's actually leopard. Katie Seagal's idea for oh, really? the wardrobe. Genius. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what makes it stand out. It's like an iconic Halloween costume now. Yeah, I mean she basically taught us that you need a dress for yourself, even if you're just sitting around the house <laughs> all day doing literally nothing. Like yeah. she did. She nothing. never cooked. Never. Always she- went shopping. With no money. Like, they had no money. Credit cards. Yeah, she basically would take the family's money, like, the food money, and buy other (laughs) things for herself. Um, Yeah, but with more realistic moms, you know, kind of coming into the foreground, Mm -hmm. also came a mother that captured, I know it captured our hearts, Mm -hmm. who wasn't even the main focus of the show. Not at all. And that is Cindy Walsh of Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, God bless Cindy Walsh. Like, where would those kids have been? All those Beverly Hills kids, they were a mess because their moms were messes in a totally different (laughs) way than Roseanne. But, like, Kelly's mom was a coke addict, right, for a while. Mm -hmm. Donna's mom was real busy cheating on her dad. Uh, Steve's mom, Steve's mom. I kind of love Steve's mom. Steve's mom was an actress, and she was very, very focused on her career. He was adopted, too, right? Yeah. And, yes. And she, like, did not care about Steve at yeah. all. And Dylan's mom was, like, a free spirit living in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then David lived with his dad. And then later to discover in a couple episodes, his mom was homeless living on the street. <laughs> they needed that solid Midwest family in their lives. Yeah. They needed that Minnesota mom, like much like my mom. That's where they're from. The Welshers are from Minnesota. Do we need a 90210 podcast? I mean, all signs are pointing to yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so incomplete juxtaposition to Roseanne. 
what do you like about Cindy Walsh? She was there. Very like, present. The teens. Mm-hmm. Are, the teens. <laughs> the youths. The youths. <laughs> they're doing crazy things. Yeah. But she's always around, ready to give advice. Like, the kids welcome her with open arms. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just fit in. Yeah. She was kind of like a cool mom without being cool at all. Like, she was not a cool person in the way where Kelly's mom was, like, trying real hard to be cool. Yeah. Cindy was just like, nope, this is yeah, what I got. Yeah, it was like a slice of real life, mm-hmm. a getaway from their crazy Beverly Hills world. Yeah, and what I always appreciated about her, her answer to everything was, like, ice cream or junk food. Yeah. I can get on board with that, Cindy Walsh. Yeah, how is Brenda not obese? Yeah, <laughs> a very good question. Slumber party scene, guys, the junk food's out of control. I mean. And she's theirs. She's supervising the sleepover in there in high school. Yeah, and they, like, wanted her to be there. That's the thing. Um, okay, so then we have Cindy Welsh. We also have some some other great moms that we could talk about, but I don't feel like we want to go too far down the rabbit hole. So you have, you know, Jill Taylor of Home Improvement, and then you have Deborah Barone of Everybody Loves Raymond. And I think these are kind of, you know, these are two moms that are very much, like, they kind of have it together with their idiot husbands. I will say, though, for both of those shows, it's about the husband. Yes. And yeah. JTT. But. Yeah. And JTT. Yeah. I mean, it kind not, of regresses yeah. a little bit in terms of like where the mom plays an important role. So it's like Roseanne is the fixture. I mean, obviously the show is called <laughs> Roseanne. Roseanne. Um, but then they kind of move a little bit backwards in terms of it's almost a little bit more like 50s, 60s where it's like they're very much running that house. But it's still like the show is yeah. about the dad. Like they had some jokes, but it's not about them. Yeah. Um, it, it's not. Um, but I feel like, so now we have to talk about a mom. You're doing a dance. We have <laughs> to talk about a mom that we love specifically that you love. Yeah. Who's that mom? Um, Marge Simpson, guys. Still a great mom today. Yeah. She's been a mom for a real long time. I think I was, I am not good at describing people. Okay. I would use very bad adjectives like your hair is brown you wear a t-shirt sometimes yeah it wouldn't Uh be good but the simpsons wikipedia did a great job of describing marge in a way i think it's just very well done so i'm gonna read it okay straight up marge is a moralistic force in her family and often provides a grounding voice in the midst of her family's antics by trying to maintain order in the simpsons household well done (laughs) simpsons wiki clap 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 thanks simpsons wiki um, so she is a stay-at-home mom, with the exception of so many one-off. I may, I have a list. Okay. Of how um, many episodes that she's a cop? Of just some of the jobs that oh, she's yes. She's occasionally a cop. Okay. She was a, co- a cop once. Mm-hmm. She worked for the pretzel wagon. Yes. Uh-huh. She was a real estate agent. <laughs> Don't remember that episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she worked at Homer's Power Plant for a while. Oh, yeah. Substitute teacher. At the elementary school mm-hmm. when the teachers went on strike. I remember that. She babysat Ron and Todd for a while. Um, what else did she do? She taught Bart when he was homeschooled. That was a very good time. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bunch of random stuff. But it's all about staying at home. Yeah. She's she's the fixture. So there are now, what, 28 seasons of The Simpsons? I think so. You Oof. were incredibly dedicated up until what point? I'd say around season 14 or 15. I mean. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like from episode one until 14 or 15? Yeah. The best era is like season three through season eight or nine. 
Those and are golden. Was this like a whole family affair in your household? Like, is everyone a big Simpsons fan? Yes. I don't know if I've shared this before, but Ooh. Simpsons was a show I was watching before I could like talk. Oh, really? It, they would put me in that walker that's like that circle that uh-huh. you can run in. They would put me in it's another called an room. an exorcisor? An exorcisor. Okay. <laughs> put me in that spaceship uh-huh. and they would put a Simpsons tape on in the other room because we recorded it. Oh. And when this was like their trick, when people would come over, they'd be like, watch this. And they'd turn on The Simpsons and I would run in in my saucer. You're like that viral video baby. Yes. Like, ah. That was me when The Simpsons came on. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's my love level for The Simpsons. And so then obviously like Marge was a little bit like your second mom, basically. <laughs> you like couldn't talk and you don't remember anything before that. Like Marge was a very like pivotal part of your life yeah I mean the entire family was Um, but I love Marge because she's incredibly patient I don't know how she would deal with the the craziness that goes on in this family I know and she's a total mom yeah like she's not cool she tries to be hip but it just doesn't work out no kids tell me the truth am I no fun do I just nag all the time um, uh, well, uh, you should have called. I was very worried. Hmm, we're on a tight budget here. Bart, watch your language. You are not going to perform that operation yourself. See, Marge. I didn't realize people saw me that way. I know, you investigated deeply. Um, but there's an episode in the early years called Moaning Lisa, uh-huh. and Lisa Simpson is, like lonely in school like she gets picked on and all that stuff and it's actually the episode she meets bleeding gums murphy oh okay do you not know yes i do i do yeah i'm about to have a panic attack (laughs) um but it's kind of like how she learns that the way she was taught isn't always right oh mm -hmm. so the first part is kind of um marge's advice that she was taught basically and then she realized no that's not right we don't have to act this way. Uh-huh. So let me play it for you. Okay. Now, Lisa, listen to me. This is important. I want you to smile today. But I don't feel like smiling. Well, it doesn't matter how you feel inside, you know. It's what shows up on the surface that counts. That's what my mother taught me. Take all your bad feelings and push them down, all the way down, past your knees until you're almost walking on them. And then you'll fit in, and you'll be invited to parties, and boys will like you, and happiness will follow. Um, so you see, like, <laughs> that and, wasn't great advice. And from happiness will follow is my favorite part of that. Uh, we're not. Yeah. But or, I mean, that's if that's what you know, I guess. That's the advice you're going to give. Yeah, or you just become an explosive rage volcano some some point later in time because you've pushed your feelings all the way down for a long time. Right. But, and whatever. this second part is when she realizes that wasn't great advice. Oh, all right. It's up to it. Play it. Lisa, I apologize to you. I was wrong. I take it all back. Always be yourself. You want to be sad, honey? Be sad. We'll write it out with you. And when you get finished feeling sad, we'll still be there. From now on, let me do the smiling for both of us. Okay, Mom. I said you could stop smiling, Lisa. I feel like smiling. That was very Aww. sweet. I know, I like that. It's like she's she's learning through her children, which yeah, I love. There's so many sweet moments like that. I, there's another episode where um, 
Millhouse's mom doesn't allow Millhouse to play with Bart anymore. Mm. And Marge goes over and basically fixes it. And he thanks Marge for it. And she's like, well, how do you know it was me? It's like, no one else would stick up for me. Aww. And it's so sweet. Right. I love that. Um, yeah, Marge is pretty great. Uh, one thing that I also like, and I feel like you told me about this, Marge is a fellow fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, let's not forget a young Marge was obsessed with Ringo Starr and painted him all the time. <laughs> of course she was obsessed with Ringo. Like the one Beatle that everyone's that like, was a be- That was my favorite Beatle. Oh, so you felt... Because of the name Ringo as a well, kid. I get it. So mm-hmm. another reason to love Marge. Right. And let's not forget, she... Is like the one of the only characters on TV that really encourages someone to go to church. True. Mm-hmm. She was a very avid churchgoer. Yeah, and the Simpsons family, in fact, like who else is going to church on TV? Can't think of anybody. Exactly. Not regularly. Um, okay, so Marge Simpson kind of, you know, continues into the two thousands and today. She's been a, fa- a a fan favorite, a mom favorite for twenty six years. Um, but I think it's also fair that we'd have to talk about some other animated moms on TV. Like? Like Peggy Hill. Oh, I love Peggy Hill. <laughs> um, so Peggy, when does King of the Hill start? It's like 2000, Ooh. I think. Late 90s? Late 90s. Somewhere in there. It was weirdly ahead of its time, I feel like. And I don't yeah. feel like it always gets the credit that it's it underrated deserves. at times. Yeah. I mean, it is a little obscure. And weirdly, though, it was on television for like 10 years. Um, but I don't feel like everyone is as devoted to it or as knows as much about it as they do, like, about The Simpsons. Um, but the one thing that I really like about Peggy Hill, she's fiercely protective of her family. Um, and, and crazy, like, self-confident. Yes. I was just going to say, she has a maybe like, an elevated sense of She really self- knows Spanish. Yes. Right. And she also founded the Substitute Teacher of the Year Award just so she could get it. I like that about her. <laughs> Also, she has she has kind of weird bad hair like like Marge does. I'm kind of into yeah, it. Her like, like beehive, a, yeah, a bouffant. Mm-hmm. And bouffant. I didn't even really. I have not seen every episode of King of the Hill, no, so I didn't neither. realize her backstory was that she had an abusive mother who said she'd never be good at anything. Oh, so I think that's why she wants like substitute teacher of the year so she can be good at something, yeah. like have a certificate to prove it. Yeah, it's like maybe a little narcissistic, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we all react, but she was fun. I really liked her. I liked her and Bobby's relationship. I love Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill's voice is something for the ages that I love. Um, but so Peggy Hill, I feel like, is kind of a perfect way to move into the next millennium with a boss. Sometimes very scary mom. I was very scared of her. Lois Wilkerson. Of Malcolm in the Middle. She's terrifying. She really knew how to mess with someone. Her yell, it, it was no. terrifying. So moms have now, moms now have moved into like, moms now can be anything, right? Like, and including like the enforcer. Like she was not. She was so be, temperamental. Yes. Not to be messed with at all. She was also super stubborn, like very, very stubborn. Um, you sent me a clip the other day that I'd totally forgotten about that really creeped me out, though, when she, like, finds the porn in her son's room and then proceeds to take, like, 200 photos of herself, <laughs> cuts out her face and pastes them on every single, like, naked lady in this, like, you know, Playboy magazine. I was like, that's, that's genius, though. Genius, but Absolutely. also terrifying. Ugh. 
Um, she's a little overbearing, yeah. we could say. I mean, she's a lot to deal with, though. Yeah. She's four boys. Four and boys. And then another boy. And then she gets pregnant at the end of the series? I know. That was what? unexpected and weird. Cruel. Yeah. But she, you don't, you do walk away from that show, I think, liking her or at least like respecting her as a oh, mom i respect her yeah i respect her mostly because i'm scared of her yeah but i don't think anyone's like you know what you know who i want as a mom lois wilkerson yeah. like and she's just hard working she worked at a grocery store right supermarket yeah mm-hmm. um so you have her right she's very much like the the enemy a little bit to her sons <laughs> like she's she's a terror she terrorizes yeah. them and then Also, in the early 2000s, you get the complete opposite of that on television. A mom that you're very familiar with. Who is that? Lorelai Gilmore. I think you're a great, cool kid and the best friend a girl could have. Back at you. And it's so hard to believe that at exactly this time, many moons ago, I was lying in exactly the same position. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Only I had a huge fat stomach and big fat ankles, and I was swearing like a sailor. On leave. <gasps> On leave, right. And there I was. In labor. And while some have called it the most meaningful experience of your life, to me, it was something more akin to doing the splits on a crate of dynamite. I wonder if the Waltons ever did this. And I was screaming and swearing and being surrounded as I was by a hundred prominent doctors. I just assumed there was an actual use for the cup of ice chips they gave me. There wasn't. But pelting the nurses sure was fun. I love you, Mom. Shh, we're getting the part where he sees your head. Yeah, okay, but Lorelai can also be the worst sometimes okay. in a completely I have different way. such mixed feelings for Lorelai. As you she, should. She's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Also incredibly codependent. Like, I love her. I'm very familiar with Gilmore Girls right mm-hmm. now. I watched it all last year. But she has some serious issues. Yeah. But, How old was she when she has Rory? 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I mean, and this is, this kind of comes up, we we kind of talked a little bit about it with, like, Dorothy and Sophia and Golden Girls, but, like, there is that role reversal a lot of the times with Rory and Lorelai, where, where Rory is essentially mothering her mom. Yeah, they are best friends, that's for sure, but there are times Lorelai doesn't know how to handle a relationship with a man. Not at all. So when she's heartbroken, she's... Like a teenager. She's a melting down. And Rory has to take care of her. Yeah. And so is that why Rory is so shitty at relationships in A Year in the Life? Probably. Because I think most of the people are mad at Rory. Yeah. In the Netflix comeback. It was rough. But the other thing about Lorelai, I mean, she's very great, right? She's super fun. Like, everyone wants to, like, stay up late and have ice cream and, like, maybe inappropriate coffee. Super fun. Great pop culture references. Quick, like, smart, funny Obviously, like, very beautiful, all of those things. But But she's so wishy-washy. She can't make an important decision to save her life. (laughs) And then, like, she's Roy's best friend. She'll go from being Roy's best friend to, like, being the mom. Yeah. And you can't be like, we're best friends to I'm the mom. I can do, like, it's it's wrong. It's messy. It it was definitely messy. It could also be a little bit stemming from the fact that she has a very weird relationship with her mother and oh, her yeah. parents her and generally. Emily. <sighs> Some of those Always scenes. awkward. So I 
you know, when we talked about this on our Gilmore Girls um, uh, episode, I have not seen every single episode of Gilmore Girls. I would kind of like check in from mm-hmm. time to time. But I did watch all of A Year in the Life. And I will say that the scenes with Lorelai and Emily where they're like fighting are some of the most real moments I've ever seen on television. Those like, are painful. Painful, just cut to the core fights that I was like, oh. Yeah, but she, on the show, she stays close to them because they're paying for Rory's education and she wants Rory to have a relationship with them. Yeah. I just also need to say, though, she's a mom that can get away with eating junk food. Emily or Lorelai? Lorelai. Oh, my gosh. Not just giving junk food to their kids like Cindy Walsh, but yeah. she is eating Pop-Tarts all the time. Yeah. Every single time I watch an episode of Gilmore Girls, I'm like, well, now I need a Pop-Tart. Thanks. Yeah. Love a good Pop-Tart. And they never gain weight. No. That's how you know it's not a reality show. It's not real, t- it's not real television. <laughs> not reality. Um, but I think Lorelai's mom, Emily, yeah. is a perfect way to introduce our next mom because she's, like, uptight, very rich, like, sassy. But um, I actually think— Going back to Gilmore Guys podcast, they might have touched on <laughs> this out. before, but there are crazy similarities between Emily and Lucille Bluth from Arrested They Vomit. would be amazing friends. Or, or enemies. Or, or frenemies. Ooh. They probably would have been the original frenemies. Yeah. For sure. Um, would so watch that show. Would, would watch that show. Yeah. Do we, do we pitch that? I, you know, I'm going to say right now, Arrested Development weirdly is a little bit of a blind spot for me. Um but I know that Lucille is, like, the worst. I'll go unpack. Here's some money. Go see a Star War. Yeah, I didn't watch... <laughs> I never finished the Netflix season of Arrested Development. Oh, yeah? I just couldn't... I, I don't know. The love wasn't there. Really? You just, yeah. like, weren't feeling it? Yeah. Um, but she's... Okay, so she is very much the matriarch. Yeah, she's the matriarch of the family. She is so harsh, critical manipulative right but she's amazing you that's kinda, why we love her you really love worst. her for it yeah and she's an alcoholic yeah yeah but yeah. i mean it's fine <laughs> she, if it's her character she definitely plays favorites with those kids yeah she's like <laughs> i don't care for job <laughs> um and she sleeps with her husband's twin brother yeah she's not great no she's probably the worst tv mom so bad she's good yeah, I mean, she is the pinnacle of being incredibly flawed, right? Yeah. Um, and she has amazing one-liners. Yeah, she's very much comic relief, but she's like, she's she is the definition of flawed mother um, without having the uh, the backing of actually being a good mom, like Roseanne, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you're super flawed, but you really actually care about your children. You're, you're not sure. Not sure. She just kind of pops in and out and is like, in you know boozy one-liners um she is actually the exact opposite of another mom that we have an apology to make for this but as the opposite of lucille you get tammy taylor on friday night lights in the early 2000s guys i apologize on behalf of both of us we haven't watched friday night lights yet i know it feels weird. Like, what were? We, do you think you didn't watch it because it has football in it? I'm sure that's exactly why I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, but I want to now, especially after watching Nashville. Yeah, with my queen Connie Britton. And we have like two ladies in the office who loved it. And the second we started talking about Tammy Taylor, first of all, no one can shut up about her hair. 
No one can shut up about her hair. Okay, on Nashville, her hair is great. Yeah. It's very full. Always has a nice wave. But I'm not understanding the obsession with her hair. If someone wants to explain it to me, yeah. please email us yeah, at hellofangirls at gmail.com. Yeah, leave us a comment on our Instagram something. I, too, am a little bit confused. It's great. It looks great. But is it worth obsessing over? I don't know. But from everything I understand about Tammy Taylor is, so her her husband, Coach, is an amazing football coach, right? Stop right there. Sorry. Do they call him Coach? Because I'm not into that. I think they do. Because, okay. like, I've heard people refer to her as Mrs. Coach, mm-hmm. which I kind of don't hate. But it's going to take some getting used to. Maybe we start watching it, like, right after this. Ooh, we do a Friday Night Lights series. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I can think do about that. it. Little Minka Kelly, early Minka Kelly. Um, but so f- from everything I know, her husband is an amazing football coach. She, on the opposite, is an amazing life coach. Like Tammy Taylor just gets it. And she's like an incredibly gracious. She's, you know, she has two kids. But she's, she's like parenting the high school. Basically. She's like a pseudo mom to like half the what, kids at the high what school. What I know about this besides the hair is that she also loves her wine. Ooh. I kind of like Tammy Taylor. Yeah, we probably get along. Very little things of pieces of information that but I know about her. Guys, we will watch it at some point. I promise. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely up there. But essentially, what we're saying is, moms of the '90s and 2000s were real, very real. They were flawed, tired, <laughs> inappropriate, maybe even crazy. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like no matter what type of mom you were. You like in real life, you could turn on the TV and see yourself reflected back, which is actually quite validating, I think. True. But before we wrap things up, I think we have one rerun mom. We do. To mention. Yeah. I mean, not a ton of time has passed, right, since the 90s and 2000s. But right now on ABC, there is a show called Fresh Off the Boat, and it is set in the 90s. Um, And the mom is her name is Jessica Wong. And it's a little bit about how I feel about Beverly Goldberg, how I talked about in the last episode for the Mm -hmm. 80s. I think Jessica is very real. She is also very flawed. She is not aware of her flaws. Everyone else around her is very aware. She thinks she's perfect. Yes. She thinks those flaws are attributes, um, which sometimes they can be. Uh, But I don't know. I think you could take off kind of her, you know, 90s clothes and her, you know, 90s uh, minivan and she could still be very much like like a like a tiger mom kind of today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's just kind of a mother that, you know, and maybe it's a cultural thing or whatever is just like that's how like she was raised. That's how she's raising her boys, like all of these things. So I don't know that she's the best reflection of a 90s mom other than just sort of kind of being a flawed character. But, Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I like her. Yeah. She's interesting because, like, on the show, she's incredibly funny. But once you kind of remove yourself from the show, you're like, did I do I like her? Like, she's kind of a monster. Like, I don't know. Um, And a lot of her jokes, I feel like you're laughing at, not with her. Yeah. And she's yeah, she's kind of like she's tough. She's a tough mom Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Okay, so I think that wraps up the 90s and 2000s. Question mark? We're never going to be done with the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> never. We are those people. <laughs> Very much. So. <laughs> but join us next week as we discuss moms on television today. Mom squads. So excited for mom squads. You know, fun stuff. Maybe more hot beast talk. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, a little more CGI. That's, maybe you'll have watched it again. Maybe you'll be. Have you seen Get Out yet? 
No. Get out of this room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can find us on Instagram at Fangirl Fridays Podcast. Got it this time. You did it. You did it. Twitter, FGF Podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And you can email us at hellofangirls at gmail.com. Yeah. Remember, if you guys, if you like us, spread the word. Yeah. Rate and review. We love that. Yeah. Um, all the, all those good things, guys. Yeah. Tell us who you like better in those reviews. Yeah. Me. <laughs> or me. Me or me. <laughs> me or me. Me or me. Um, all right, guys. Until next Friday. Bye. Bye.